You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. The Sizzle in the building. What's hot? What's not? What's sizzle? What's fizzle? All right, gentlemen, here we go. So we've gotten through another week of the NFL, getting ready to go into a new week. And right now we're looking at all sizzle and all fizzle. What's hot going on in the league? What's not going on in the league? So let's just start off with what right now? Right now, I mean, if we're talking about just what's going on, what's the worst thing going on? You know what? A train, B train, C train, D train, but it has to be the one and only M train. M train, tell me something, man. What is not hot right now in the league? What's not popping in the league right now? I mean, to be honest with you, which, which league we talking about? We talking about NBA? We talking about NFL? What's the move? Hey man, let's go ahead to that NFL man. You know what we're doing when they 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 throwing balls and taking names. Man, I, I can tell you, I, I just really to me, I have not seen that dominant run presence that I thought I was going to see. You know, I feel like you know you got some people that's showing out. You got some people that, you know, I had my money on. Uh, mm-hmm. In the run game, and you got some people that just haven't—they just in hibernation mode. Man. You know, I feel like you know. Of course, I got to start with my Bears, man. I feel like the Bears—I don't know—the the offensive line is getting better, but it's still garbage. I mean, I feel like your boy D Montgomery, and I mean, we had this conversation day in and day out. I mean, good back, but can't—he's not a work. He's not the stallion back that everybody presumes that he is. And, I mean, you know, you got Jay Herb. He's trying to fill the low, you know, fulfill that role. But, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't care how good of a running back you are. I mean, if you don't have the guys blocking up front for you, you're not going to look good, G. Sizzle. You're just not going to do it at all. I get that. Jay, what do you say? What's fizzle right now for you in the league? Because I know you've watched a lot of the league right now. So, you – you we've talked about some things that are bad, but what to you is the most egregious thing right now? Uh, the person playing quarterback for the Bears <laughs> again with the Bears. Let's go. Yeah, I'm ready. That's, that's the most egregious thing that we have going on right now. Okay. Look, look, look. I, okay. For all you Justin Fields fans out there, uh, all y'all under twenty six. That's about that's the group. Because anybody of us that, that's older than that, I agree with you. <laughs> well, except for Malcolm. Look, let me explain something to you. All right? <laughs> this is a guy who has all the physical attributes, who's never really had any form of adversity at any level until he's got to the NFL. Right? This is the guy who can make all of the spectacular throws. I see him twist and twitch his body around. He looks like Patrick Mahomes light on some occasions. But every once in a while, he gets out there and he looks like sexy Rexy Grossman, right? (laughs) (laughs) Rex Grossman? Grossman. He looks like Rex Grossman. Remember when Rex Grossman used to throw the football and it looked like it was going to the right player, but it just didn't get there? You know that I remember them days? 
Yeah. You knew Rex Grossman was not going to win a game for you. He just he wasn't going to win. The Bears won in spite of Rex Grossman. That's right. what just that's the same thing is going right now with Justin Fields. The Bears are winning games. Look, they had seventy two uh, field goals in this last game. No, 74 field goals in this last game. All right? Jesus. How many poor Santos, they was rubbing his leg down in the third quarter. Just rub, He was getting rubbed down. Massages, what they call them, with, with the little stem, you know, because mm-hmm. he was kicking the ball so much. Let me tell you something. If you don't score touchdowns, you get down in the red zone, you're not going to win in this league. You're not going to win sub-20 points. And I don't think Justin Fields can lead them to the end zone. Because he's definitely not leading his receivers anywhere open anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Here's the problem is you got you got a bunch of receivers right now who don't trust the quarterback and the quarterback who don't know how to get the ball to the receivers. This is a recipe for disaster. The Bears very possibly, as soon as this run game gets shut down, very possible Bears could go on that five, six, seven game losing streak. I can see that coming. I agree. Mm, I don't I don't like any of the the words that that you people are speaking but hey so if that's what's we're talking about what is fizzle and and we need to talk about just what's fizzle and what's sizzle so let's talk about some sizzle okay so shout out though to michael bagley he did get cut by the bears i think he just got signed again but he came in last game kicked four field goals uh now They've released Kairos from Cairo Santos from a funk prison because he was in a, a funky prison and he couldn't get to the game. So now the Bears have seen that they can go out and get another kicker who is good, somebody who can come in and kick. But okay, so the Bears were bad. But we've got to figure out what's good in the league right now. I know one thing that's not good, and it's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. But there are other teams that we thought were going to be bad that are not bad. And there are some other teams like the Dolphins who were good, but now it looks like life is coming to a brief end for them. So, again, Malcolm, I'm going to ask you, what is hot right now in the league? Who's hot right now? Who is the one person or one team that you say, that's a hot team? I got to get on that. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm going to start with who's hot, g Me, personally, this is my list. Uh, my number one, I got to go with Justin Herbert. I mean, 1,250 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, rating 102. And then, of course, you got my boy up in buff, ja, 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 Josh Allen. My boy, he is serving, cooking, grilling, smoking, and throwing. He has 1,227 yards, 10 touchdowns, three interceptions. And unfortunately, I, do I think he should be behind Herbert? Me personally, no. But I also got my other quarterback from Philadelphia, and he's serving up them sandwiches. Jalen, Jalen Hurts, my guy, my man. I saw him 50-yard line doing his thing against Washington. Mm-hmm. 1,120 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. I'm not counting it, but we still have that 99 rating. He's cold. Okay. okay. Team-wise, I mean, I say don't sleep on Miami. Don't sleep on them. Hey, the hurricane might wake them up now. Hey, you might – hey, the hurricane might wake the Giants. Hey, 
I, I don't hey, I don't care, man. I, I feel like Miami, don't sleep on Miami. Please don't sleep on Miami. Jay says, I know you're going to talk smack to me because you always talk smack to me because you were the older man. I understand that. But just trust the young buck for once. Please just trust me and just tell me this. And I'm going to tell you this back again. Please don't sleep on my own. All right. Okay. All right. Little buckaroo. I won't, uh, I'm not going to go over there and mess around with Miami because they got the floods coming. You got two of them still laid out on the carpet out there. All types of things are going sideways. But I'm going to tell you the team, you better not. And they fired the doctor yeah. and the neurologist. They should have because he shouldn't have been out there playing. He shouldn't but have been. Did, did you see his fingers going every which way but right? That did you see his wrong. head going every which way? Yeah, that was that one, that one, no parts of no good right there. I, you got yeah. a lot of people calling for his retirement. I think somebody, I think somebody needs his mama needs to call him and tell him to retire too. You know? You got enough money, man. I mean, that you know that that didn't look good. I mean, if that if that if that button stays pushed, ain't nothing good happening. I don't care how much money you got. You it know, look like any given Sunday out there. No, oh man, I'm telling you, laid, laid out there. The only thing he didn't have was him gold teeth in his mouth, but he was Lawrence Taylor. I wonder if those Lawrence Taylor's really gold teeth in his mouth. Was that really? I'm not sure. <laughs> of course he, he is. He's worth a million dollars. Is any value? Yeah. I'm okay. I can move. Look, man. Hey, but my my team. That uh, y'all better not stop sleeping on right now is the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Jimmy G. Jimmy G would have looked good in a Chicago Bears uniform. All right. Did y'all see Jimmy G putting it on him out there? And that was the world champ. That was the world champs they was getting busy with out there. They was not joking around. That defense is serious. That uh Hafunanaga. My man, the safety out there, the wild Samoan with their flowing hair. They, they, man, look, hey, they need to give him a head and show, show this commercial tomorrow. He was out there crazy smacking people. You know, that defense is tough, man. I, I didn't, I really thought the Rams was going to put it to the 49ers. I, I always, I like the Rams, I like the 49ers before that, but I thought the Rams just had enough to put it to them. And that wasn't an off night. That was just Matthew Stanford getting his head handed to him. That's what that was. That was a world champion getting picked up off the floor. And I was like, cut me, Mick, cut me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was like, that was like dragons, dragons punching somebody in the head. But let me tell you something. 49ers look good. Uh, I don't know if Jalen Hurts and them can sustain that what's happening up top up there. You know, they look good, but I don't know. They, he's looked good before. Um, I, he, you know, he, I, I, I believe in him more than I believe in Dak Prescott. But uh, what, what's gonna happen with it? What, what's gonna happen when uh, uh, Dak gets ready to come back to play? They gonna they gonna sit Mister Rush down? I don't think they should. What you mean you don't think they should? Follow the money. You definitely know they're gonna sit follow, Rush follow down. Wins. Rush is gonna oh, yeah, rush back I mean, to that this bench. Is the first time they've been four and zero. Oh. Follow the wins. That's what yeah, you okay. need. To follow. This is the first time they've been four and zero. Oh. Uh-uh. And you know this. I know, man. I'm telling you, you all know also money talks and people without the money walk right back to the bench. That's right, what they Dad, do. Dad, and they sit Dad there. Is not going to get it done, man. We, we know what I know and Dak knows it. Everybody knows it. Dak ain't going to get it done. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he'll get it done or not. Um, uh, let's, let's do some cleanup real quickly, though. Oh. The safety for the 49ers is uh from oregon and um go ahead try that name go ahead do it do it do it i dare you do it 
I'm oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do all it right. at all. all I'm right. going to just call him Huffy because Huff Daddy was putting a slap down all night on people. Now, his parents are Tongan, so he is of Tongan descent. Whatever. And hopefully the Bears can find someone, Samoan Tongan. They can find someone of some descent to be able to play on the offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, safeties, corners, receivers, running backs, and maybe a quarterback soon. I'm not really sure. Look, man, let me let this Chicago Bears quarterback situation, I don't know what it is. It's something in the water in Lake Michigan. I don't know what it is because every quarterback comes over here and asks, I want to say, who was a famous quarterback who said that? That's the place where quarterbacks go to die. You know what I'm saying? And and we've seen decent quarterbacks come here, a la Jay Cutler, that the Bears made look bad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and and now you're looking at a situation where, all right, let's say we got Patrick Mahomes. Would Patrick Mahomes we now look like Justin Fields if he was playing for the Bears? Oh, he'd be Justin Fields playing for the Bears. He you know would be a little kid just running around with, with uh, unshampooed hair, yeah. and yeah. it would be bad. It would be really just, bad for him. Yeah, I just think for whatever reason, the development of the quarterback here is not a, not a good thing in Chicago. For whatever reason, we can't get the quarterbacks developed here. So I don't know why that is. You know, it's a funny stat I saw that said that Tom Brady has more passing yards and touchdowns than all, or not all, but more double than what any leader of the uh, Bears grouping has been. So what's that was uh, Jay Cutler. So he has like double the passing yards and touchdown yards of Jay Cutler. Yeah, it's, 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 he's prolific. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just, and that's why, you know, people just snooze on the Bucks if they want to. You know, he, he just got there. He just showed up last week. So it would take a couple of weeks to get together. But when, but when it's money time, Tom Brady will be there. He'll be ready to go. Okay. So, you know what? We were talking about money time before, and we always talk about, with Rich Sizzle, we talk about what your fantasy should look like and what your DFS should look like. So if you're doing dailies or you're doing fantasies, I mean, there are some players out there that you probably should really have your eye on. But I know, Malcolm, you had talked about it, M-Train. There are one or two players that you think right now for your fantasy that you should be putting your money on. So give me somebody right now that we can throw out that your money, that's the money player for this week. The money player for this week. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I would have to say Stefan Diggs. Okay. okay. I mean, he he he's he's Josh Allen's number one target. And I mean, right now he has 31 receptions for 406 yards. And hmm. I mean, the guy already has four touchdowns, and we're just going into week five. I mean, right now, this is the guy that I'm putting all my money on, and I got this man in my starting rotation. I mean, if he's not in your starting rotation and he's on your bench, you do not know how to play fantasy football. <laughs> that uh, That's a terrible thing. That's a very terrible thing, and I, I don't think people like you making those terrible comments about them, but they probably don't. But I've got one player right now that if you're going to pick up somebody, you need to pick up Khalil Herbert. You need to get a good running back because you're going to find somebody where there's going to be some value. In fact, we talked about this maybe last year, and then we talked about it again over the summer leading into the NFL. 
that David Montgomery is an inefficient NFL running back. He's a subpar replacement type NFL quarterback. Now there's an article by uh, Jonathan Woods. I'm going to connect to, so I'm going to add it. And all you have to do is click on it and it's going to tell you some numbers. It's going to give you some things that, that really talks about his lack of explosiveness and the way that he's not involved as a high level running back should be, but you've got other running backs. So let's look at Cordell Patterson. If you got him in your fantasy lineup, you might want to check. He's injured, knee injury, not doing great. You've got Austin Eckler, running back who had a slow start, but now it's coming on strong. M-Train, you were saying some guys that really I hadn't thought about. I've got him on some of my teams, but who's one of your running backs right now that you're looking at that's a money guy? A money guy. I mean, right now I got Saquon Barkley. Saquon okay. Barkley, I mean, he is he got me almost 15 to 20 points on fantasy going up against Chicago. And, I mean, right now, I mean, he's on a tear right now. I mean, he's averaging 5.5 yards a carry. And, I mean, shoot, he already got 463 yards on the ground. I mean, the numbers speak for itself. And, I mean, and when you talk about David Montgomery and the lack of explosiveness, um that that um, reporter is talking about to me, I feel like you're looking at a running back, and I mean me coming at me coming at it at a running back's point of view. I feel like you're seeing a running back that doesn't really trust his line and doesn't really trust his system. I mean, I feel like, of course, running through the trenches. I mean, those doors open and they close very, very quickly. And I mean, you just have guys up at the front that really can't hold that door open too long. And I mean, it takes a good running back that can see it and go. And I mean, for me, he does too much dancing. I mean, to be 5'11", 5'10", at 230 pounds, I feel like you need to be one of those hard-nosed runners like Khalil Herbert that, you know, that I've seen last week and the week before that. I mean, You've seen that hardcore running, and that, of course, it, that's what I love, that ground and pound, let's get the touchdown type running. And, I mean, David Montgomery, he is what you would call, I would say, a role player. You know, you have him out there for specific things, and then you take him out. Mm-hmm. He's not what you call the workhorse of the group. Mm-hmm. I get it, because if you've got him right now in fantasy and you're looking at David Montgomery – One of the things is he's not officially listed as being injured, so he's just out. So he's sitting there, and you really can't designate him if you want to tuck him away and hide him. You really can't because he's just listed as out. But we did see a significant ankle injury. We knew that it looked bad. But when we look at his overall efficiency, one of the things that he was measured with is what we talk about the uh, RYOE numbers, which is the rush yards of over expectancy or over carry. And so when you look at someone like Montgomery, his league average, and if you go back to when he came into the league, his yards per carry, he was at 3.7, 4.3, and then 3.8, which league for those three years was around somewhere between 4.3 and 4.5. That's what the efficiency number. So that's when you're looking at a running back, he got the ball a lot, but he wasn't efficient in his carries. Now, if you're looking for someone who's going to be locked in when you're talking about making touchdowns and getting you touchdowns, 
Saquon is a really nice segue if you can get him in your dailies. If you've got your fantasy team, if you've already picked guys, there's some players you might want to look at if you can get Swift. You can look at some of the Detroit running backs. Or you might be able to look at for Thursday's night game when you've got the Colts and you've got the Broncos. Now, a lot of injuries, a lot of things piling up for the Colts and piling up for the Broncos. The year hasn't started off as well as I think that, you know, they wanted it to, especially for Russell Wilson. It's not panning out. He doesn't have high-end receivers. He doesn't have quality receivers. And the Colts are just, it, they're in misery. They're in misery. They've been in misery since Andrew Luck retired. So right now, maybe there's somebody there that you can kind of get some value for if you just got to get a running back, or if you're trying to pick for somebody. Now, I do think it's going to be a good game for Russ. That's just me. I think he's going to have a really good game, even though the Colts' defense is strong. I think Russ will have a good game if he can find his tight end and do some other things. So you've got some options out there. But since we're talking about it right now, Jay, I know you've watched and you've seen what's gone on past weeks. What's happening right now with the Colts? Why are they so bad? Amazingly bad at that. Yeah, the Colts, first thing, where's their coach? Mm. Mm. You lost lost your heart and soul, your hustle and your muscle right there. That was coming from top down over there. They don't really have a really a philosophy there anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what you're seeing now is just a bunch of guys – um, struggling to try to keep a job and who are just not good enough to compete in the NFL. I mean, that it happens. I mean, Andrew Luck, that retirement Andrew Luck set them back five years, you know, because mm-hmm. now they had a franchise quarterback and now they don't have one. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's the entire issue. It, it, this is a quarterback-driven league. I don't care who you are. If you don't have a top-flight quarterback, you're not going to win in the NFL. I can't think of the last time a team in the NFL – uh, won a championship other than um, I'm trying to think of uh, what's his name from the um, when the um, when Philadelphia when, when the last time Philadelphia oh won? you're talking about when uh, you had the former Bears quarterback yeah, yeah that, that, that's the last one I can remember mm. that you had a pedestrian quarterback who was able to uh, win a championship, but he had a great defense around him and all that thing. So I, I think that's what's going on there. I was going back to your fantasy. I would think one guy people are snoozing on. I know you guys are talking about a lot of different guys, probably a lot of guys who are already rostered though. Uh, but one guy I think you should try to roster is Michael Gallup from the, uh, from the Cowboys. He's coming okay. back off that ACL injury. Um, he did see some action last week. No more Amari Cooper. Uh, if he's healthy enough, they're going to throw him the football. And we also we've seen Mr. Rush will put the ball up in the air. Uh, he, he's not going to scramble. He's not going to take off and run. He's going to throw the football. He's going to sit there and stand tall in the pocket. That might be a good guy to pick up because he's going to be sitting out there on the waiver wires if somebody hasn't gotten him already. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to toss that one out there for you guys. I think uh, he's going to look pretty good for you, especially with uh, especially with this new offense. That's not really a new offense for the Dallas Cowboys, but you just finally get somebody who can actually run it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's something where you see it, but you know, that's funny. Is Nick Foles even playing this year in the league? 
I am. He's probably backing up somewhere. He's probably backing up somewhere and making another twenty million dollars. Okay. This. That's what he do. He 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 sit back. He sit third string and just make twenty million dollars. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. That's crazy. That's like get it. That is that is. I I think he should be arrested for that. I really do. One time for my man Cole Beasley on retiring, eleven years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 After uh, you watched, if you watched the um, Bucks game uh, this past Sunday, um, you can understand why Cole Beasley retired. I mean, <laughs> it was very clear. Some of them routes, uh, it was yeah. best that he probably go home yeah. and become a father again. And yeah. uh, well, he had spurts, but you know, it's just not the same Beasley that I remember. Yeah. You know, well, it happens like that. I mean, you get old. Yeah. Things kind of happen. Things didn't creak and, and shift. Now they shifting and creaking, and there's a lot of stuff that's going on. You know, like you got a bad foot. I, I thought you said something else before creaking. I was like, wow, that does happen. Mm, yeah. Well, creeping happens too. Uh, you know, and we the sizzle. We always talk about what's hot, and you know, we got to figure out for the next few minutes. What's going on with your man TV 12? Is loving so bad at home the TV 12 has to stay in the league? That's the question we should be asking everybody. <laughs> Is it so bad at the Brady household that Tom said, forget that I am coming back? I'm Football or die. Football die. But 199, that's all you got to say. 199. He, he ain't got a chip on his shoulder. He got a redwood tree sitting on his shoulder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One of them, them 500-year trees, that's what you got to drive your car through. What? Oh. What, what, what park is that? Tom, Brady, Tom Brady's first love, Tom Brady's first love is football. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. He married his first love when he was eight years old. You know what I'm saying? And he, and he just kept her all his time. I mean, think about it. He at home with Giselle. And he looked at her and go, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Peace out. I'm going back. I'm going. Look. How much you got to love football that you got Antonio Brown sleeping on your couch at your crib? All right, can we we just talk about the picture that your boy posted, though, man? Who that? Which picture? Um, your boy, um, AB, and I'm just gonna say it, it was bad. I don't think you can post a picture of somebody else's wife on your Instagram and it looks more like an intimate moment. It looked like it was looked like it was about to get all sizzle up in there. That's what it looked like. Yeah. I don't a a picture's worth a thousand words, but that picture though, I mean you look, you can take any any picture like that and you can make you can say what you want, pull every narrative to it, you know. I just think people are trying to reach and find the issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There probably is an issue right there because Tom loved football. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure Giselle, Giselle is Giselle. I mean, you know, she's a national treasure in Brazil. I mean, I mean, she's a she's a Victoria's Secret model, right? Is that what she was? Yes. yes. Well, how are you going to hold her down? You cannot hold her down. I mean, I feel like Tom Brady is the definition of a true alpha male. Mm. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, mm. I mean, this man put his whole marriage on the line just to give us Sunday night football. 
you know, I think I think that I think Tom Brady was going on his way to a divorce if he stayed at home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> did you watch Did you watch the series of what they had with Tom Brady was it a couple years ago mm-hmm. when he was talking about uh, he and his wife were together for about three months and after that he just he's just doing football <laughs> and she takes care of the kids and he just he just goes to, he just does football for seven eight months out of the year. You know what I'm saying? That's I maybe that's all you got to do. Maybe that's really. All you need to do is just do some football. That's it. You just all I need to do right now is football. That's why well, that, that just shows you though. If you that if you're that dude who is just obsessed with whatever you're doing, those chicks will follow you. That's hmm. a prime example right there because she can have anybody she wants. Oh yeah, and she make and she makes more money than Tom. Well, we know one person she might want, and that's AB. I don't know if he wants her back. That's the sad part. Does he want him back? I don't know. I don't know. But we got to talk about something that's really good, and that's something everybody wants back, and that is the NBA. Everyone has to do their job. Do your job. All right, Tom, we're going to do our job. We do our job here at the Sizzle because we keep it hot. We keep it sizzling. So, gentlemen, gentlemen, the league is back. The NBA is in effect. In fact, we even sat and watched the Bulls game just to show you our love for the NBA. Um, it wasn't a lot of love the Bulls show back, but hey, it was preseason. <laughs> it was a game. It worked. So, Jay, I'm going to let you get the first shots because, yo, we got to send out a shout out and a happy birthday to my man D. Rose. Happy birthday to D. Rose. Getting up there, old boy. Get up there, old dog. Get up there. Yeah, yeah, you gonna get there soon. Soon, you're just gonna be playing at the Y. But Jay, what have you seen so far in the NBA? It's got you excited for a new season. Well, I hope we see Chris Middleton uh, back healthy. Where now um, the Bucks have a chance to win um, and compete with the West. Because the but the Bucks the Bucks are really the only team out of the East that except for maybe the Celtics that go in the West and make the playoffs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The West the West is just stacked. The West is ridiculously stacked. So the the issue is right now these Bucks teams have to come fully ready to go, and you got to find some offense because you're not gonna you're not gonna beat any of these West teams if you're not scoring 120 points a game. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do it, you know. So the issue now is is not so much who's coming out the East, but who in the West is going to falter, you know? Because anybody pass, any, are we concerned in the East uh, with anybody past the Bucks and the, and the, um, and the Celtics? Did anybody say the Sixers? Y'all drink, y'all drinking um, a lot of drunk punch because the Sixers are going to implode like they did last year. You know, the, net, the Nets are trash, trash, trash. You got Kyrie, you got Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons who don't want to shoot the basketball. They're going to be trash, right? They, they're probably 730 wins right there. Oh. Um, so easy 730. That's 730. That's going to fall apart. You talk, look, you had, you had Harden, Kyrie, and KD. What happened with that? Just a disaster. It was a disaster. Exactly. It's going to be a big disaster. And, you, you know, KD is getting fragility down. That's, that's French for fragile. 
And, uh, you know, <laughs> so. Now, hey, oh, that, oh, oh, did we have to talk about the Bulls? Hey, fat, is Patrick bringing out them, them leprechauns? He bring out them leprechauns. I'm going to have a whole issue with that. I'm just like, you know. But uh, anyway, the Chicago Bulls. Let's talk about them. We're going to talk about those guys. Yeah, let's go ahead. All right. Let's go so, ahead and talk about the Chicago so, Bulls. So, so we got we got IO running in point guard. IO we got him running in point guard. That's who we got. That that's our guy. Hey man, I think that <laughs> experiment is already over now. I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying anything that IO's a bad player. He's just not a point. He can be a good off guard. He can initiate the offense. He's about as much as a point as Zach Levine is. He's your backup. He's your backup guard coming off the bench. He's your knife player. That's what he is. You know what I'm saying? He's he's that guy's gonna spell some minutes for you. you. Might get a little microwave heat up for you, right? Now you got Zach Levine, uh, who's gonna have to take on the scoring load again because we know we're not gonna see that same Demar Derozan. We're just not gonna see. Him. Not that guy. That guy was spectacular last year. Spectacular. I don't know about that. I, I don't, don't think we're gonna see the same thing. guy. I don't, I don't think we're gonna see the same guy. Huh? I don't know no, about that either. No, I don't say that. I wouldn't say that at all. I think DeMar DeRozan's in better shape than Zach Levine. To be honest, he had 21 points. Okay, this this is what's called a preseason. That's why it's called a preseason, all right? Ain't nobody ready to play, number one. Number two, <laughs> DeMar DeRozan was on an absolute tear last year, a tear. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was doing stuff he didn't even know he could do, Right. Do we think we're going to still get that same amount of output from him for 69, 70 games? Because that's what they're going to need, maximum output from DeMar DeRozan. Averaging, he's going to have to be averaging 29, 30 points a game. You know what I'm saying? On a regular basis and hitting game winners for him. You know, because I just don't think Zach Levine is going to be able to be that guy to hold it up for him. And they needed, they needed that dispenser of the basketball. Right, and they don't have that right now. So that that ball is going to stick at the point guard position. It's not going to get moved around. Uh, Demar Derozan now. Everybody knows he's there now, so he's going to pick up the best defender in the league on that team. Is coming out and playing Demar Derozan. So that means now you're putting your offense in Zach Levine's hands. All right, and we see how that goes. He's up, he's down. He looks great, then he don't look great. You know, well, how's it be coming along? Yeah, well, we didn't see a lot of him in the preseason, but I wonder why. Yeah, Malcolm, I have the. I'm gonna tell you the truth, M Train. My concern when it comes to the Bulls are is twofold. Number one, the point guard position and the power forward position. I don't want to gamble my season on literally rookies. I'm, I'm still they're rookies to me. You know, Patrick. Is, is he's nice and he would probably be good coming off the bench, but I don't want him as my starting power forward, and I sure don't want Io as yeah. That's that's not a point guard. So I guess my question would be at this point: Are we actually seeing the development of what's going to happen after Demar and Zach right now with the Bulls? Are we seeing the Terrys and the other cats who they're bringing in these young guys who are going to be the generation after these cats? Because right now, without Ball, I don't, without Lonzo, I don't see any of this working. I mean, I feel like we're going to be pretty much singing the same tune when it comes to them because, I mean, I feel like Ball was pretty much, 
he was the quarterback of that offense and he was the quarterback of pretty much the team. And I mean, I feel like the reason why you saw a good majority of DeRozan's success was we could be moving the ball. I mean, we majority of our points was off good fast breaks and good ball movement. And I mean, I feel like ball gave us that that part of the game that we've been looking for for a good while since the D-Rose era. We didn't have a facilitator. And we finally have one. And, of course, he's injury prone. And, I mean, you know, I, I feel like, you know, Levine, Levine is a spotty athlete. I mean, I, he was a spotty guard to me. I mean, you would, he would, you know, there would be nights where, you know, he could he could make everything in the world, and then there would be some nights, I mean, he couldn't get nothing to go in. I mean, and I feel like the construction of the Chicago Bulls team is, I mean, they're trying to build up for the next generation of ball players, And, I mean, I feel like within the next couple years, we're going to see a lot of players come and go. But, I mean – you know, if the upstairs doesn't change, I don't think we're going to see any spectacular change coming down on the court. That's just me personally. Mm, mm. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, Jay. I know you, I mean, we've watched a lot of basketball already. You've seen some teams, you see that New Orleans is seemingly putting it together. And you see young players coming together. You see a slim down Zion. You see a lot of teams who are coming together. And I know, again, it is preseason. I know a lot's going wrong. But right now, there are a lot of teams to look at. You've got Phoenix that looks like it's not going to be a good year for them. You've got San Antonio that looks like they're going to be in the running for the top NBA draft pick. And then you've got the Lakers. And I don't know what the <laughs> Lakers can win right now. Like uh, Seriously, man, look at their – their starting lineup is ridiculous. I don't care what you say. It's trash. It's it's hot garbage. And, I mean, I am a Lakers fan, and I can tell you that that is the worst starting lineup I think I've seen in the past 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 like an old Bulls roster just with LeBron and AD. And I don't know how that long that's going to last. And, oh, by the way, fellas – Jimmy Butler has a new hairstyle. Uh, I'm not really sure what that means. I'm not really sure what that means. These extensions are killing me. Did he actually cut his hair now? No, he put some more hair in it. Well, he did shave. Like, he's he's clean-faced. I mean, my boy needs to get that. uh, He needs to get the the high fade again. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, just he's going straight box cut, just leave it there. He looks like a female. I'm sorry, I had to say it. I, I had to say it. I was trying not to say it. That he looks like the girl on Tinder that you immediately swipe left on. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you for the horn. I appreciate it. I, I'm just saying, man, sometimes it's time to keep it moving and keeping it grooving. So, gentlemen, the biggest thing in sports right now is not that uh, Aaron Rodgers still looks like a porn star, not that Jimmy Butler looks like he should be in, in a series of the next 48, but that Aaron <laughs> Judge 
is now the American leading home run champion with 62 home runs. He is the king of all Major League Baseball. He's the greatest thing ever. And yet and still, he's still behind Barry Bonds. I don't care what you say. Barry Bonds still holds the record. What say you, Jay Sizzle? Barry Bonds' head's three sizes too much bigger than it was when he first got into the league. Oh, I'm going to Hey, you know, look. I was, I was talking about this on another show, and uh, we were talking about uh, Aaron Judge's feet. And the weird thing about it was it didn't really feel special. They were trying to make it be special, but it really didn't feel special. Mm-hmm. You know, you have these players now, um, these these super players. Aaron, Aaron Judge is a super player. Um He's a guy that's been created out of a petri dish. 270 and combined. I don't I think I think he was being jumped by by Aaron Judge. I, I think it happened. Yeah, they weren't having that. Yeah. I, I think he is he's been jumped and Aaron was like, yeah, now. Can't get to you, Jay Sizzle, so we're going to get to M-Train. Yeah, so um, the thing with Judge is it's a great feat, but I think these guys, these these um, these new milestones that are being hit by these guys who are being created to do it sort of takes the luster off of it now. Mm. You know, um, back in the day when you know when when they hit sixty one back in those days, those guys were playing baseball and they were selling insurance in, in the off season. Um, you, you got guys now; this is all they do. Now, here's the issue: I mean, those guys weren't hitting against guys who were who were coming, you know, hundred miles an hour. Nearly every pitcher out there could bring it up to hundred miles an hour. But you have these guys that've got hitting down to an absolute science, right? Um, they know how to get the bat dead flat through the zone. They know how to leave it in the zone for a long time. We also got to look at the baseballs. Are these baseballs wound a little tighter to fly out? Because it always seems funny now when baseball starts to wane a little bit. All of a sudden, you start seeing home runs just start jumping out the park. I mean, guys flipping their bat at the ball at, at the ball, and it's and it's sailing over at 360 feet. Uh, I mean, really just flicking the bat. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like that back in the 70s and the 80s or something like that. You really had to tattoo a baseball to get it out of the uh, of the yard. That's the reason why um, things like Barry Bonds and, you, and Mr. October himself, uh, those guys, their feats they did were so special because they were sort of playing in a dead era of baseball back in those days, a dead ball era. And you really had to turn on and hit a baseball back then. Right now, you can hit a pop-up and it's going out. So... It's a great feat. Um, is it something that I was stopping and watching, like hoping for? No. Is it, was it, did he remind you of Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire? Absolutely not. You know, I mean, I remember when those guys were running after, you know, going to the home run um, title, you literally were stopping and, you know, had your car tuned in. Did you ride down if one of those guys were playing, listening to them, see if everybody hit it up for I mean, yeah. it, it is being tried to do that with Aaron Judge. I mean, it's a great feat. Don't get me wrong. He's a great ball player. But I just think right now, um, these uh, you're going to see all the old um, all the old uh, records start to fall now. Because these guys, this is all they do now. I mean, you know, they're, they're super 
robots playing baseball right now. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and H, um, M trading. Does, it, does anybody know anybody who played on their high school baseball team? No. Did you, know, did, you, did you personally know anybody who played on your high school baseball team? Myself. You played like, okay, let me ask you a question. How difficult is it to make a high school baseball team? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, out here, I mean, I mean, we play in the upstate eight. So, I mean, like, you have, like, a lot of Division One baseball players come out of Absolutely. this area. So, I mean – it's kind of like, you know, making a football team out here. I mean, I think it's, it's harder to make a baseball team than a football team. I, I think, uh, I think, you, I think you can play football. I think you can play football. I think, I, well, you know, you, how many guys you played on a football team? Them guys shouldn't have been out there. I mean, out of a team of sixty, I mean, of course, I mean we carry, you know, fifty, fifty for sure. So I mean, it was really, you know, it was really competitive out there and I mean but baseball I mean we had two tryouts yeah. you know two tryout days and I mean you knew by the first day who was going to get cut Absolutely. I mean if you wasn't hitting I mean if you wasn't catching I mean you knew immediately you were gone one of the hardest things to do out there Malcolm and you know what it is is hitting, is hitting the baseball you know what I'm saying? Especially one that's coming. You got these young arms out there that are throwing. They're throwing the ball high. High 80s is a fast. Is a fastball. Yeah. You get high 80s coming out of a um, out of a high school player's arm, and you got guys who can throw a hook. There's very few guys in your school that can hit a baseball. You know, very few, and all of them play on the baseball team. You know, you, there's not one team that I can remember that you have a guy. Walking around the high school, somebody that guy, that guy needs to be on the baseball team, right? No, all the guys can play baseball. All play baseball. So what I'm trying to say is that these guys are a select group, right? They, they and and in baseball now, if you're not playing and going for training at eight, nine, ten years old, you're not making your high school baseball team. No, not you know either. what I'm saying? Unless unless you're a gifted athlete like Malcolm is, you know, and you made and you made your baseball team. But were, were you playing baseball at a young age? I mean, I played Sandlot, but I mean, I, I really when I picked up, I picked up baseball in high school. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I had a strong arm. I mean, they had me in the outfield, but I mean, could I hit the way that those boys were hitting? No, I mean, I could tell you that I I was a role player, and I you know I can get on base, but I mean, was I sending it? I mean, there were times. I mean, I, but I wasn't the one to count on. I mean, you had baseball. I mean. You had guys that's been playing baseball out here since they could walk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a farming system. I mean, and yeah. just like the city is for basketball, it's a farming system. I mean, that's how it is out here. I mean, yeah, sir. yeah that, that, that's my point, man. When these guys out here now, these guys, I mean, it's a select few to get opportunity to play at that level. If you're playing college baseball, oh my god. You know, if you're playing college baseball, because now you got guys who bring it in 90, 90 miles an hour. Every time you walk out there, there's somebody bringing it in 90 miles an hour. I mean, I, I, I caught and played first base in Pony League and senior ball. And we had these guys playing uh, shortstop. I was playing first base. These guys were slinging that baseball over there. I know that ball was up 85, 90 miles an hour coming over there from the shortstop. And just throw, throwing it as hard as he could just because. You know, and so now you get at the league, up in the league where you have to play like that. I think baseball, hitting the baseball is one of the hardest things to be able to do at a high stretch. 
And for these guys like Aaron Judge and stuff like that, who could be a triple crown winner, that's phenomenal. But these guys are, are super athletes now. It's the same thing with, with football, super athletes now. It's, it's very difficult to make any of these squads. Um, and so I know, going back, I rambled all that time to say, uh, you know, it's a great feat that he did it. I just wasn't super thrilled by it because I just think, um, you know, uh, when all, when all you're doing is designed to to compete at this level, to hit home runs, and that's, all, that's what you're designed to do, it just sort of seems, takes the luster off of it. Does it make sense? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, um, you know, I don't know. It just, it, just, it, it just wasn't a big deal for me, and I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it didn't seem to – it seemed more manufactured than it seemed organic yeah. that there was this groundswell and people were really looking for it and – it was this whole thing about Roger Maris and it, his son was there with his mama. And it, yeah, that's great. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, but uh, the question is who just keeps giving up these home runs to him? Who just keeps doing it? Who just, and nobody had any groundswell for Albert Pujols. I mean, a man absolutely hits that many home runs in a generation. That's the man we should really be talking about. You know what they should have did? They should have been walking Aaron Judge right toward the end, though. <laughs> when, he got, when he got to 59, they should have just been walking. <laughs> so each time, that's it. Take this walk and go back to your base. So, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. So, go ahead. My thing, okay. So my question to you guys, do you think that that Sammy Sosa and McGuire rivalry, do you think that can ever be replicated ever again? Hmm. That's a hell of a question. Well, okay. All right. Here's here's this is the reason why that rivalry was so great because baseball was dead. All right, baseball was dead unless you were one of the top teams that was winning. When that I I remember that really well, and they made that summer they they brought baseball back. That was a lot like what Magic Johnson and Larry Bird did to um, NBA basketball. Mm-hmm. You know when that when. That, when that rivalry came out, when when that that uh, that's when it brought eyes back to the league, and for baseball, you had Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, and I want to say this too, y'all knew they was big as a house. You know, you knew Jose Canseco was big as a house. All these guys, you knew, Giambi was big as a house, but nobody didn't care. You know, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, um, years later, they want to put asterisks by names and stuff like that. But y'all wouldn't put asterisks by names when the Steelers' offensive line all look like bodybuilders. You know, mm-hmm. so in that era, everybody had the same opportunity to do whatever they wanted to do. Um, I think Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, they, they saved baseball for the most part. They made it popular again. And in the end, isn't that what they all wanted anyway? I mean, they wanted people coming to the ballpark. They wanted people wearing the jerseys, wearing the hats, and all that type of stuff. They were the, they were great marketing for that. So, um, and uh, you know, Mark McGuire was something else, especially he and he was bigger. By the time he left California, he looked like he was a, a, a you know Arnold Schwarzenegger out there hitting the baseball. He was ridiculous how big he was. That's what some good juice will do for you. Oh yeah. But it doesn't help you to be a better baseball player. We keep going on about this. Doesn't help you to be a better hitter. Doesn't help you to be. If that were the case, then everybody on steroids would be a great hitter. And I still love Barry Bonds. I'm not going to not love Barry Bonds. Ten feet makes a big difference. You know, something caught at the warning track or something four feet over the wall. 
that's 10 feet. You know what I'm saying? And so now you get guys who are strong like that, they're strong. They're, they're, what would have been a normal routine fly, that ball gets out. You know, not talking about stuff that's getting hit up in the upper deck. Because look at a lot of these home runs right now, right? They're just clearing the outfield. I mean, guys are just smashing them 400 feet, like, you know, like it's a home run derby. Guys are just getting them out of the ballpark. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it is because guys are throwing throwing so hard, guys are just throwing their bat out uh, in front of baseball and the ball is just taking off because it ain't got to fly far to get up. When are they going to make the parks bigger? That's what I want to know. How come, how come these fences are 350 feet? 360 oh down the goodness, line. Please, the way they're playing now, you'd have no home runs. I want to see something go to McCovey Cove. I want to see a canoe right. out there trying to get a home run and gets hit in the head with the ball mm-hmm. and then turns over and his canoe tips over right. in the, the cove of McCovey. Right. And this is the reason why I'm saying that all these home runs are sort of manufactured. You got guys throwing harder. You got guys who are better athletes swinging the baseball bat and it's longer in the zone, but we're still hitting in the same size parks. You know what I'm saying? So it just seems to be always tough. But they, but they, but they, you know, ladies like the long ball. So I don't know. It, it just, I just, uh, uh, I don't know. I think, I think the game is uh, the nuances of the game is what made baseball sort of fun. You know what I'm saying? And now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when you have guys, these super athletes out here, it's just, uh, you know, and not, nothing wrong with them maybe being super athletes, but it just seems like, you know, that's that no mere mortal could do what, what that was done. I, I wasn't surprised that Aaron Judge was doing it, but he's no mere mortal. Mm. Well, we know one mere mortal that was in baseball that no longer will be mortaling with his big ball and bats in wow. the outfield, infield, or in the dugout, and that's Tommy Lasorda. And so after probably the worst kept secret for the last two months, is Tommy Lasorda said, you know what? I'm not feeling good. I'm out of here. A leave wouldn't help. No medicines that you find on a commercial would help. Tommy Lasorda is out of there and saw the White Sox and their chances of being good this year. They're out the playoffs because they suck. They lost to a team co- to the Guardians. Like, that's the dumbest name I've ever heard in my life, the Guardians. You say Tommy Lasorda. Did I say Tommy Lasorda? I'm sorry. I, I meant Tommy LaRussa. Yeah. yeah. I think, I Tommy LaRussa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd say Tommy. I was thinking he was already deceased. That's that's sad. That is really. I, I just wanted to make you know, clear that point up. I didn't know. Yeah. Thank you. I, Tommy LaRussa. Yeah. See, I've already forgotten him. I feel good about myself. I've already forgotten him. He's gone. I can't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, gentlemen. Do you have any feelings? On Tony Larusa not being the head coach of White Sox any longer. You know, um, I just wish we had the Oakland A's Larusa. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I just I just wish we had. It. He's a great baseball mind. I just think he. I think the game got too. He just got old. You know what I'm saying? And and losing with uh, and uh, anticipation that you're supposed to be winning, I think that can age you even more. You know, and we know, I, I think he did get caught with a couple of alcoholic beverages a couple of times. It didn't happen. He was out there, he was out there uh, allegedly, I think, uh, with a couple of alcoholic beverages, uh, in his, in, you know, had, had a few too many. And uh, I think he was just a guy who, you know, you got these bunch of young guys, you think they're going to win. And, you know, and, and, that, and that's why I fault. Um, who, who's our superstar for the Sox? What's his name? Uh, Timmy Anderson, 
No, I was wondering because I was like, who's the superstar? Yeah, I, I, I didn't know who you were going to say. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Dylan Cease. I didn't know who you were going to say. I thought that was Tim Anderson's team. I thought he was going to lead him to the promised land, right? Mm, yeah. And you, and you got nothing out of that team. I, I, I look at that team. I think I think they um, they let LaRusa down mm-hmm. um, because they should have been able to pull that ball club together without a manager and go out there and at least – um, played baseball and got deeper to the playoffs. So that was a team that was built ready to win. But again, if you have too many millionaires on the team, there's no incentive for them to really play hard. And we saw that. You saw you saw the White Sox not legging it out, you know, uh, not giving 100% like they needed to do, and, and you know, because they already got paid. And the Russo was too tired to hold them accountable. He's like, I don't need this. I'm going home. Take me some leave and go lay down. Yeah, well, you know, I guess at the end of the day, uh, that's what it comes down to. You're either young enough to get it done or you're old enough to go home and don't worry about it. That's how I see it. That's what I see. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yes, yes. And hopefully he gets to go home and gets a free assortment of a lot of crumble cookies. A delicious treat for you and for me and for anybody else who puts one in their mouth. Wow. Right. (laughs) What? <laughs> you don't like the cookie crumbles? No, crumbles. I don't know. You, you talking about putting it in your mouth, the little cookie crumbles? Oh, well, you know, that's better. Well, you've got to put it in your mouth if you're going to eat it. That's the whole thing. Oh, oh, wait, oh, oh, hold on now, sir. Oh, no, I'm yeah. just saying, if you eat the cookie, it's a, you've got to. It's a kid friendly show, sir. Oh, that's it. You know what, man? I, I am not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna be harassed like this by you people, you uh, you, you cookie you haters, you, wow. you you crumblers, you you don't want crumbles in your cookies. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. You know what? We're gonna get ready to get out of here because yeah. the people know, you know, they know who it is. You know who's in the building. He's Jay Sizzle. He's M Train. I'm G Sizzle. Listen, man, it's the hottest talk in the two one nine. It's the Sizzle, and we will see you on the other side.